Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing streaming and esports teams. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all of the information for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Sid Kitten. She is a certified yoga teacher, gamer, content creator, and VP for esports organization Chili Mountain. Chili Mountain is an international esports franchise with over 25 gamers competing in Heroes of the Storm and in League of Legends in North America and Europe. She's also a gaming and lifestyle content creator and streamer, and has acted as a caster at various gaming tournaments and many titles, including League of Legends, Valorant, and Hearthstone. Sid Kitten has worked with numerous top brands, including Target, Warner Brothers, CoverGirl, Drunk Elephant, Bliss Skincare, and Current Banking, among many others. She's also involved in supporting women in tech, including working with Girls Who Code. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Justin. My pleasure. So let's kind of start it off. Tell us about your kind of past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how did you kind of get involved in esports? So I first got introduced to gaming way back when like gateway computers were a thing. So if anybody knows gateway, that's it's been it's been a while. <laughs> but um, we got like our first computer like desktop computer like when gateway came out and it was like you had a computer room and it was like a whole thing where you couldn't use your phone and the computer at the whole at the same time. So way back then and the computer actually came with like a disc or like a couple of like CDs in like a CD holder. And some of those games were like learning games where you could like learn math and learn how to type and do that type of thing. So that was kind of my first introduction to just like technology in general and like playing games on a computer. So it, it all started with those like free games that, um, that the computer came with. But I really distinctly remember playing um, Secret Agent Barbie. That was one of like the best games and I loved it and I would play it all the time. And it was kind of like you would go out and do these missions and then there would be like a cutscene of like, okay, Barbie's meeting like the person and like giving them information. And then you go to like your next mission. And that was kind of how I got hooked on, on playing video games. Amazing. I think that that's, you know, a perfect intro. Like, you know, I remember the gateway computer came in that, you know, cow print (laughs) box and, you know, that was like kind of whole marketing thing and that these, you know, a lot of games come with these new computer systems and, you know, it's amazing that that kind of got you into it. Yeah. How did you kind of get into, you know, streaming and content creation? You know, when did, you know, things change and you started to take this more seriously? Yeah, so um, that's kind of when it started just getting exposed to video games. And then in high school, I kind of left it for a little bit. And then in high school, my friends would play um, on console. So I would play with them once in a while. Um, But it wasn't until I started working full time where I have to travel for work. And after like a long day of work, you just go back to your hotel room and you either like watch TV or like hang out with your um, coworkers. And I got plugged in into um, World of Warcraft at that time. And that's where I kind of got the bug again to like play video games. And I started watching uh, Twitch and got inspired to kind of give it a go for myself. Um, That wasn't until like maybe four or five years later, um, which was a year ago now, uh, to actually get on Twitch and start streaming and follow this content creation route. Amazing. So I think it just kind of shows you that like it was kind of part of your pastime and then you kind of got reintroduced to it later in life and you're like, wow, this is fun. Like I enjoy this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's been a fun way to like kind of make something that I enjoy doing um, into like a way to like meet more people and like hang out with friends and just make it more interactive where it was kind of like I was holed up in my room, not being like social to now where it's like a super social experience, actually. Absolutely. And I think that's like the biggest change in the games from early on and kind of yeah. now where it's this is a social interaction. You are working with people and you are building teamwork. And, and I think these are a the lot of the kind of pillars that people kind of have with esports that it's beyond just playing video games. It's mm-hmm. the social interactions. It's the skills that you learn from teamwork. Some person's a leader. Other people have to be followers. How does that dynamic mm-hmm. work? And, you know, it just kind of leads to know kind of doing this full time so what's a typical day like for you as a streamer Uh, so a typical day i still uh work full time which people are are really surprised to hear about because of the amount of content that i I pump out um but i do work full time so during i like wake up early um make some coffee do a workout and then start my day on my full-time job um and then after that i create some content kind of uh for whatever's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So everything's planned out and it's basically every single day. So Monday through Friday, that's the routine, um, except the days where I'm streaming in the evening. So I'll stream like Wednesday and Friday evenings. And then Saturday and Sunday, all day, I'll like make coffee, work out, make content all day. Um, sometimes if, if I have something going on at night, like a family dinner or whatever, then I'll do that. But um, it's getting kind of hard to like decipher which day is a Monday and which day is like a Saturday because every day it's just like this whole, this same routine of like wake up, work, work some more. And it's just like a lot of work. Um, but that's pretty much the, the, um, schedule, you know, it's working all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, you know, a really good point that you bring up and a lot of people when they're kind of getting into this, it's like, yeah, like you have to commit to this. It is a full-time job and you have to plan things in ahead of time. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to wake up and take a picture. It's like, no, like I've been planning these pictures for days. This is the content I want to do. This is what I'm going to launch. It's like, there's a lot more that goes into it. And, you know, as you start talking with people like you and, you know, other people that are, you know, as successful and as they keep growing, this I think is the biggest feedback and points that they bring up. It's that it's more than just turning on your stream for two hours. It's so much more than that. And those people that embrace and understand it, you know, have success. And as you mentioned, you know, you've Mm -hmm. been doing this for a year and what's your favorite part about, you know, streaming and being a content creator? Um, I think I'd say like hands down, it's like the relationships that I've made with my community and like the people that I've met, uh, like like I said, it's a very social like type of environment, like playing games with people and like having like your team that you always like play scrims with or whatever. Um, but it's definitely my favorite part. Like I would have never thought I would have met somebody from like Latvia. And now they're like somebody I talk to every day. You know, it's just like really crazy to me how the Internet like just connects people. Um, like, you know, that's what it does. But like just seeing it in those type of relationships, it's pretty crazy. And it's, it kind of like just reminds you like we're all the same, you know, we all have like these basic needs and it's been really, really nice to like ha- make 
this group of friends and core group of people that I can like go to. And then also have this amazing community behind me that when I turn on the stream, I know like I have my regulars there. I know what they're up to. I know they just went to like a birthday party and their cousin like just got a new job. Like I love those relationships that I've made. And then new people who come in and they're like, hey, I just like discovered your stream. You're amazing. Like I'll be back. See you Friday. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like I just made a new friend. So definitely the relationships that I've made, I'm kind of just like amazed by and I'm like super, super grateful. Amazing. I mean, I think that's, you know, one of the things that kind of gets lost in the translation sometimes is that like, that's what draws people to this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what social media and Twitch and all these, you know, Instagram that they do is they mm-hmm. kind of break down the barrier and let you connect with more people. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, live streaming itself is very, you know, well known and prevalent. And as you said, you're dealing with people from all over the world. Language mm-hmm. isn't necessarily as much of a barrier when you're all typing and, you know, it's just really nice to expose you to people that you might never have dealt with or crossed yeah. their path. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say, and this surprises people, but I would say I'm more of like an introvert. Like I need my days of just like hiding back in my in my room in the dark, like on my computer as much as I like go live and I'm like, hey, welcome to the stream, guys. Um, so having the ability to make like all of these relationships so quickly and like connect with people so fast, especially during the last year where it was nearly impossible to make these type of connections with people, um, has been like really, really like truly a blessing. So it's been so much fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that your community is happy to engage with you. And I, I know you, you involve some really interesting cosplay and some of your stuff. So tell us a little about that. Is there any outfit that sticks out to you as a fave or you know where does that fit in yeah so I just have started getting into cosplay and I'm like dipping my toe into it and I've been having a lot of fun um my first cosplay that I did I have to say is my my very favorite one it was the Katara cosplay she's a character in Avatar And um, she's the one that I had the most fun with, I think, because I was able to recreate her kind of to a T. Like when I do a cosplay, I like to do it um, like to stay true to the character. But being like a girl and someone who's like darker skinned, it's kind of hard to find a lot of those type of um, like people to recreate. So it was awesome that Katara, she's like darker skin, brown hair. She has like the blue eyes. I got some contacts and I was able to like really recreate her look. And it was a lot of fun. And that's kind of like, I tried it with her and was like, I don't know about cosplay, but I loved it so much. I was like, okay, I'm like totally going to do it. And now I'm approaching it more of like, okay, if I want to do Sailor Moon, who's like blonde and blue eyes, like, or you know, light skins, like I can just do my interpretation of what um, Sailor Moon is, you know, like approach it from that angle to where I still have fun with it. But I don't have to stay true to exactly what that character is. And, I, and I've been um, kind of toying with that and putting my own interpretation on it. It's been a lot of fun. But Katara was definitely um, what convinced me to, to get into it a lot more. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the best way to look at it is that like, this is you having fun with it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Halloween. Like, it's like I'm dressing up how I want to dress up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Awesome. So let's kind of discuss Chili Mountain a little bit. So how did that start and and what's kind of your day-to-day like on behalf of the team? Yeah. So Chili Mountain, I'm super excited um, to be working with Chili Mountain. It all started uh, because I was watching Chill Rob, uh, one of our founders on Twitch, and he was a huge uh, Heroes of the Storm fanboy, like loved Heroes of the Storm. But at the time, uh, the professional league had already collapsed. Blizzard basically pulled the plug on it. So everybody was kind of sad and he was still streaming heroes and having fun with it. And his discord was called the Chili Mountain. And, you know, so I went in there and like started networking with him and his uh, mods and was like, you know, like, uh, I want to help out. So then Chilrog had this idea for putting on tournaments for Heroes of the Storm since the scene was kind of dead. And he's like, you know, I really love Heroes of the Storm. We need to like revitalize the scene. And this is a way that Chili Mountain can do that. So I was like, okay, like I'm on board. Like you're driving your passion. Like I love it. So I helped organize these tournaments and then we expanded into other titles such as League of Legends, Valorant, Hearthstone, a bunch of other stuff. And we're like making these huge like thousand dollar tournaments, zero buy-in, like a lot, a lot of fun. And then we started to change direction with what Chili Mountain meant. So we started out as like a tournament organizing um, type of place and into more of a um, esports team and organization. So we've moved away from doing tournaments now. And now we are doing, um, we have a couple of teams. We have five teams total that uh, represent us both in North America and in EU. 
um, in League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. And they play on the professional level as well as amateur level. So that's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's my third full-time job. Um, from my normal full-time job, Sid Kitten is a full-time job, and then Chili Mountain's like my third full-time job. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, it's a lot of work, like uh, content creation for Sid Kitten. Um, and I'm really excited for it. We have a revamp coming um, next week. So I'm really excited to push that out and see how everybody reacts. And hopefully they'll love it. But um, I'm, I'm really excited for, for everybody to see that. Amazing. So, you know, I know you guys are from Heroes of the Storms. How do you decide, you know, what titles to enter and maybe which players to sign? Like what brought you into the other games? Yeah. So for um, Heroes of the Storm, that was an easy title that we were like, we we want to be here. We want to have um, a stake in where Heroes goes. So at the time when we were organizing tournaments, um, a new league for Heroes of the Storm and the only league that existed on a professional level um, was created called the Heroes CCL Community Clash League. And they had open applications for eight orgs that they were going to accept into their league. So Chile Mountain applied as as an org. We um, interviewed with their commissioner and we were then notified that we were one of the eight orgs that were going to that had like a spot in the league so we were psyched um you know having our roots in heroes of the storm we're like this is something we absolutely need a part need to be a part of so we we're really happy that that worked out um and then getting into league of legends uh that was kind of a no-brainer for us as well since it's it's also a moba like heroes of the storm um, and we partnered with a really, really great um, general manager. His name's Vamir, who's like really helped us um, carve out what our league program looks like. And it's been really, really great as well. We have our German team who last season went 12 to 1 in the Prime League Division 3, which is a really, really big deal. And we're now in Division 2. So um, it's been really awesome to see that progress and how the team has just beat out the competition every single week. So we're, we just started the next, um, the summer split here. So we're, we're excited to see how that goes. Um, but as far as signing players, a lot goes into it. And we have a lot of, a lot of um, people who give us input into who we sign and who we don't sign or who we look into. But um Basically, what we look for is their level of play, um, you know, how good they are, basically their loyalty also to like the org and the team and the game and kind of what what their um, aspirations are. Um, And then also attitude, like a competitive, hardworking, like healthy lifestyle. Um, Just with my yoga background, you know, we really want to make sure that they're taking care of their body and mind at the same time. We know how how hard these players can um, can play for hours on end and not take care of themselves. So just kind of see where where they are, where they are mentally in that um, aspect. Um, but yeah, that it's it's a couple of things that we look into when we're signing somebody. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's a really important point that you bring up before we touch on the yoga thing where it's like, it's more than just how you perform. There are these other factors, these intangibles, your dedication, your hard work, how badly you want this and what you're willing Mm -hmm. to do that also come into play because you may be the best player, but if you're not going to put the time in to watch VODs, to strats, to scrim and to do all these things that are necessary to compete at a high level, you're Mm -hmm. just not going to succeed. Exactly, exactly. And that, and that's what we look into. Um, and, you know, it's been a growing process as well from when we've started to where we are right now. Um, you also could like talk to someone and they say all the right things. And then the next day, they're just not up to par. So it's been a trial and error. And, and we've gotten a lot better with it now. But yeah, it, it's really important. Awesome. So you're also, as we mentioned, a certified yoga instructor. So tell us how do you kind of incorporate that, you know, gaming into your streaming regimen? And how do you see health and wellness kind of working together in esports and gaming? Yeah, so health and wellness is just a part of who I am. So it's it's really kind of hard to separate the two of like yoga and gaming because it's it's so like built into my nature, you know. So like before I start working out or before I start my day. Um, at my computer, like I do my five basic stretches, like standing up. And even while I'm sitting, I'll do like these basic stretches as well, like stretching behind my back, a a chest opener, things like that, where like now they become like habit to where I like really don't think about it now. So I'll be sitting in like a weird position, like stretching. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like people don't usually do this, you know, but I'm like so conscious of like these little uh, tweaks that we can make to our bodies while we're sitting, while we're standing, like while you're waiting to like for your order to be ready or something um, that can make such big improvements in like your lower back or your neck or that type of pain that you have. Um, And I think a lot more people are becoming conscious of that either because they've experienced, you know, like the wrist pain or they're, they're just like a more conscious person in the health aspect that um, in gaming, I've seen it very, very often now where someone's like, I did this uh, exercise and it really helped me. And like, yes, it's not gaming, but it'll help you in your gaming setting. So I think it's the more um, we look forward, it's going to be just like peas in a pod type of thing. Absolutely. I mean, they call this, you know, healthy gaming white space where there's just kind of Mm -hmm. this limitless potential. And, you know, I know we work with some individuals that are kind of actually, you know, medical practitioners working in esports and gaming, Mm -hmm. working with the individuals. So, you know, I think as you mentioned, people are starting to really see the benefits of it and understanding how they can incorporate it. And, you know, I see that you try to put out some content that, you know, focuses on that. Yeah. And it's not even, it doesn't have to be limited to like stretching or exercises. Something we also tell our players is like, take a deep breath, you know, like you're tilting. That's not going to help you in your next game. We actually need you to like step back. Like that's going to be the best for you, for your mental right now. And for the team as as a whole, because there's not going to be any like negative energy or like toxicity, things like that. So even just like working with your breath, is like super helpful doing it for like two to three minutes. It's all you really need to just like step back, do some breath work and like you're good. So it's like, there's so many aspects to it that 
Um, I want people to see there's an avenue for everyone. It's accessible to anyone. If you don't want to get up from your chair, here's exercises you can do sitting. If you want to like stand up for a little bit, I can give you some stretching exercises for that. Um, so I have a whole a whole plan coming up of like more exercises you can do there before or after your gaming, sitting, standing, breathing, everything. I've got you covered. Amazing. I think, you know, the breathing thing and the mental aspect is something that I feel like a lot of people don't realize, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what controls everything. If you're not focused or you're you're just kind of thinking about the previous play, as they say, like you're not able to focus on the next one and it just disrupts the rest of the match or the rest of the round. Yeah, for sure. And I've seen a lot of um, good progress from our players by doing this and even like with COVID now um, this last year taking a step outside you know we're like cooped up in our houses even going outside taking some fresh air it just like helps I like read that subconsciously seeing nature makes our brain happy so just like so if somebody is sitting at a desk that has a window like that it just makes them happier um, just by having a window because they see nature so stepping outside getting a fresh um, getting some fresh air uh, is really, really like healthy for you. So what I started to do is like during my lunch hour is like just sit outside for like a quick 20, 30 minutes and like eat my lunch outside. Like it's little things like that where instead of eating at your desk, you should go outside, eat, you know, for a little bit, get some air and then come back and like it'll change you. Like it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. So you're also involved in charitable work, including working with Girls Who Code. Tell us a little bit about, you know, Girls Who Code, what do they work on, and what's some of the previous stuff you've done? Yeah, so I was introduced to them um, by my by my work, and I'm so glad um, that that I was able to, to see what they do. But I helped them um, most recently with a summer immersion program that they had where um, they had some mentors from my company that are um, like program or project managers and also like programmers in different like type of coding languages. And they had a project for the summer where they had to build a website um, and they had to like code it and like plan it out and do like all aspects of like what goes into planning the websites from the front end of like the UI UX, they call it, where you like click around, what's the best buttons, like what makes sense as a user to the back end of, okay, like you need to code it this way so it works and like what are the pages and things like that. Um, and I was able to be one of their mentors and help them um, with these workshops that we had where we would introduce like some hot topics as well. Like what is um, artificial intelligence? Like what does that mean? Like what can you do in, the, in that field if you want? So all of this is to um, support women and increase women. Um, the number of women that are in computer science and in um, technology in general by giving them, giving them these skills that will help them in those fields. Amazing. I mean, I again, I think that that's one of the, you know, the really kind of big trends in esports as well. And gaming is, you know, helping kind of bridge this gap and pushing, you know, coding, whether it's, you know, more gender equality and more STEM based careers. It's definitely kind of the new trend. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, in this digital world, you need to have these skills and having these skills make you even more valuable for a potential employer. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I I do this in my full time job. So it only made sense, you know, to incorporate that in uh, my Sid Kitten work where it's the same like Sid Kitten um, 
like women in tech, technology, gaming, like all of that stuff. It's like a part of who I am. And I, I'm like able to transfer those skills over like one for one. Well, that's great. So, you know, I, I know they're very thankful for, you know, the knowledge you impart on them. And let's kind of bring this towards the end. So what's the future for you and the Sid Kidden brand? Where are you going from here? So a lot more content. Um, I'm creating a lot more short form content. So that's going to be like videos, reels, TikToks, YouTube, everything. Um, I started out with images. So now I'm I'm moving over to um, short form content, which I'm really excited about. Um, also, I'm really big into networking. So I want to schedule more um, like co-streaming events and um, expose my communities to like other audiences as well. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and then as well with Chili Mountain, just continue to grow, grow our org and um, can be able to like see a sponsorship in the future. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that that, that all sounds like a really great plan. So and I kind of like to end each episode with my three questions. So mm-hmm. what's your favorite game to watch? Ooh, um, I'd say I really, really love to watch Heroes of the Storm, especially uh, Heroes CCL right now this season. All the teams are very well matched up. Um, we have a ranking, like a standing, but each each weekend – the the teams are like you'll see the number one seed go up against the number eight seed and like the the rankings just don't give them enough credit for how good each team is so every weekend the games are super close so it's been a really exciting series to watch awesome so what's your favorite game to play oh i love world of warcraft hands down i love it so much (laughs) okay so who's your favorite video game character Ooh, um That's a tough one, actually. Video game character. I might be drawing a blank on this one. You know, know, Mario, Pikachu, Luigi, you know, you can go any which way. Well, now you mentioned that, it might be like Princess Peach. I mean, she's my, my computer background so maybe her. I mean, she's amazing yeah. so there's definitely nothing wrong with princess peach you know we're definitely <laughs> fans of the og mario so yeah. anyone that he loves has to be pretty awesome yeah so you know this was so great thank you so much for joining us i'm um, tell everyone where they can find you thank you so much uh you can find me at it's Sid kitten on twitter instagram facebook youtube twitch.tv slash kitten Yeah, so everyone make sure to follow her. As she said, she's got some pretty amazing stuff going on. So make sure to follow her and give her that like. And thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes.